Welcome everyone to another episode of This is CX. Today I am uh, short one Paul Hagen, but I am joined by Dan Magestro, uh, part of our analytics practice here at West Monroe Partners. And we're going to talk a little bit about um, what we might call or I kind of talk about as the enterprise analytics landscape, um, the idea of we want to be using data to drive customer experience. What do we need in order to do that? So I'm joined by Dan today to, to kind of talk through that with us. So welcome, Dan. Hey, hi, Mike. All right. So uh, before we get started, why don't we, you just uh, take a moment to introduce yourself, um, kind of who you are, what you focus on here at West Monroe, and uh, have people learn more about you. Sure. Yeah. Uh, as Mike said, I'm uh, Dan Magestro. I'm in the advanced analytics practice here. Uh, I've been at West Monroe uh, a little bit less than a year, and I have a background in uh, kind of enterprise analytics and customer analytics in a few different industries. So I uh, had a marketing analytics team at Nationwide Insurance in Ohio, and then took that uh, into a role at JPMorgan Chase, which is, has a very advanced customer analytics function to support its marketing and product teams. Uh, and then I moved into healthcare and worked at, at Cardinal Health, where we did a lot of customer analytics in kind of a B2B context. So really understanding how providers and pharmacies are using the pharmaceuticals and medical devices that Cardinal Health sells to them. So uh, I've come to West Monroe kind of really to help drive uh, awareness around uh, data and analytics uh, driven organizations uh, across industries. And so it's, it's great to talk to you today, Mike, and, and definitely... Uh, the area of customer analytics and customer experience analytics is really at, uh, at the heart of a lot of what we're thinking about on uh, on the analytics side of our practice. Awesome. Well, thanks again for joining us. All right. So in terms of today's episode, we want to talk about the enterprise analytics landscape. And by that, we want to kind of talk about as an organization who really wants to use the power of data to drive great customer experience for their customers. What do you need in order to do that effectively? And so, um, you know, as you and I were kind of preparing for this, there were a couple core areas that I think we wanted to touch on um, and then uh, talk a little bit about, uh, you know, some of the challenges that organizations face when, when developing um, enterprise analytics capabilities. So, but let's start with strategy, all right? Um, I think, uh, what, what is the importance of strategy when it comes to analytics within an organization? Why is it important? Well, I think when it comes to the enterprise view of analytics, uh, having a strategic commitment from the very top, of course, is something that, uh, you know, like, like other initiatives is going to be a big driver of the success and adoption of, of analytics. So, you know, if, I think my definition of, of enterprise analytics would be, using large connected data sets and advanced analytical methods uh, within a company to inform strategic decision-making. So there's this intimate connection between the data, the, anal the analysis of that data, and the decision-making and the, the, the strategic, uh, the ability to leverage that for strategic decision-making. I think for customer analytics, it's a very similar definition. It's the usage of large connected data sets, whether it's transactional or, or social, uh, those data sets, and advanced analysis methods around different customer analytics topics like customer segmentation or retention or acquisition to understand, serve, 
acquire, retain customers. So, you know, the analogy between enterprise analytics and customer analytics is that in both cases, the, the connection between data and analysis methods and your ability to make more strategic decisions with those, uh, it's a very common, you know, it's a very common uh, connection between enterprise and customer analytics on, on those. Great. So, I, you know, I hear these terms data as an asset or data driven organization. Um, what does that really mean? Uh, help people understand, you know, by taking that approach, what does that allow you to do or what's the value of taking that mindset um, uh, from, a, from a strategic standpoint? Sure. Well, uh, you know, broadly speaking, uh, companies have been making decisions for forever. And, uh, you know, and oftentimes those decisions are, are made or have historically been made without having the benefit of available data. And by available, I mean, not only is the data being collected, but it's, it's organized and positioned in a way that it can be, you know, analyzed and, and uh, filtered and, and used to, to take business actions or to modify business processes. So organizations that aren't data driven, you know, really are, you know, those are the ones that either aren't collecting the right kind of data or they're not leveraging the data that they have or they're not applying, you know, methods of analyzing that data in ways that can help uh, inform business strategy and business processes more. So becoming data driven really is about is about doing so. It's about looking at the data that could be collected, uh, viewing that the collection of that data and the utilization of that data strategically. Uh, much like you would view other investments in your company, whether it's building on new functions or acquiring a warehouse or opening new stores, you, you make those decisions very strategically. And then uh, doing so in a way that really shifts the decision-making culture within the organization to view that data as the asset that it, that it should be viewed. So it's this, it's this combination of the data itself, the positioning of that data in ways that it can be used, and then the utilization of that data uh, you know, it's that the combination of those activities are really where the maximum value of that asset can be realized. And organizations that are on the path toward doing so are on that path to becoming data driven. Awesome. And I think the where that comes into the customer experience play is the data is not just uh, collecting data for collection's sake, but then actually using that data to make a decision around customers as well as you know being able to then serve up that data um, to customers as either part of an experience or to help drive the experience. Um, I think it's interesting some of the conversations we have on the CX side. Um, organizations know they have a lot of data, but they just don't know what to do with it or, or how to use it in a meaningful way. And so I think, you know, as you described, uh, uh, the, you know, from a strategic standpoint, I think it's really important to be able to uh, to, to have that within an organization. Uh, so that way, you know, CX efforts can leverage that. So, yeah. And the nice uh, thing today is that, you know, we, we have such incredible examples out there of companies that we, we say are born digital or they're, they're born to be data driven. The, the proverbial Amazons of the world that have, that we, we know and benefit from their deep utilization of, data from collecting it through utilizing it through collecting even more of it by it being utilized that kind of that that virtuous cycle of of data collection and utilization that makes their product and their customer experience even stronger and we have these great examples of that so depending on where a given company is 
on their maturity of, of leveraging, of collecting and leveraging the data that they have. It's nice that we have, you know, more so than we had 10, 20 years ago, we have these really great, maybe incredibly aspirational examples of companies that we can look to and say, okay, this might not make sense for us, or this might be a very long road to get there, but this is what a data-driven organization looks like, and this is how it's benefiting their customers. So it's nice to have those, those you know, success stories, so to speak, especially from, again, the companies that were born that way, that didn't have to transform their business processes, but whose business processes were, were created on data, you know, it's, it can be much more difficult for an organization that doesn't have the benefit of starting that way to transform its processes and its culture to be to be data driven. Absolutely. So, and that's I think maybe a, a good way for us to segue over to um, the idea of governance. So, certainly these organizations that are they're built with data in mind, if you will, they're already kind of set up for that. Uh, for the so one I would imagine having governance almost is already built into the DNA because that's they know the importance of it. But for those that maybe um, aren't so data-driven initially, what help us understand the importance of uh, governance and its role that it plays in kind of the enterprise analytics? Yeah, I mean, yeah, data governance is, of, of course, an uh, uh, important concern that... I, I, the greatest thing about about data governance arising as a topic within within a company is that it 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 reflects the fact that the company is thinking more about its data as an asset, as we talked about earlier. And so the need to govern data uh, for everything from ensuring that there's what the proverbial proverbial one version of the truth, so that you know different functions that are maybe using the same data aren't arriving in a different place, which can lead to pretty strong misalignment from a strategic standpoint or even from a from an investment standpoint uh, through to how you actually run the business. So for example, if, if you're making, if you're developing a recommender engine, so this is back to an Amazon example, recommender engine where you want to assist your customers in helping them uh, identify the, you know, the products that make most sense for them based on their preferences and their, their prior purchases and behaviors. You know, doing so, requires a lot of data and positioning that data and ensuring there's a sufficient level of quality and and guardrails on that data to to drive the most value from it is is a necessary step in there that again if, if, if these are the kinds of uh, if these concerns are are rising to the surface in, in an organization it's a good thing it means that that the maturity of the organization is to the point that the data quality really matters other organizations, they might not even be there yet, you know. So governance is almost a, it's a step along the way, and it's a, it's a capability or a competency to establish along the way to becoming data driven that shows that progress is being made. Excellent. So taking governance um, and and trying to ensure some of the standardization, right, to really allow you to start to realize some of the value uh, that data can provide. I feel like you need to couple, couple that with leadership to really make sure that you're you're driving the governance and and the strategy through the organization. So talk to us about what does typical leadership look like uh, when we think about enterprise analytics. What should it look like? What do you typically see? Walk us through that a little bit. Yeah, it varies quite a bit. There's a lot of different organizing models for how analytics can. Uh, be performed and executed and prioritized within within an organization. Uh, so the the kind of the ways that leadership come to play there vary a bit. 
or very very widely. So in in one sense, there's there's organizations where there is a, a standard analytics leader, and that can really benefit uh, you know, having like a chief analytics officer or a, a senior leader for analytics. That can really benefit organizations that are pretty early in their they're utilizing data as an asset. So maybe say a, a middle market healthcare organization or you know, this, uh, maybe a utility company that's looking to get more analytical and how it serves its customers. You know, organizations like that, there's a, there's, a, a, there's a need to really drive the value of analytics and data internally. And that kind of strong sponsor and uh, evangelism and messaging at an executive level can be a, a definite enabler of that. It can definitely accelerate that path. But in other organizations that are much further along in their analytics and maybe even have uh, you know, differentiating products that are drip based on data and analytics, they're the leadership. It might not be specific analytics leaders as much as having you know, leaders and, and recruiting leaders that are analytically driven in the first place. So, you know, a chief marketing officer, a chief operations officer, uh, having some of these roles that, that they're within their business responsibilities, just, it's just a given that analytics is a part of what, how they work, how they function, you know, that, that reflects kind of a different end of the spectrum where organizations that are just more data driven don't need to have specific roles called out for analytics leadership, as much as having a customer, you know, chief customer experience officer, a chief you know, roles like that, that are just analytical by their very nature, because that's how the organization is wired. So it's kind of a spectrum from organizations that really, I think, benefit from having a chief analytics officer, chief data officer type leadership roles to really drive the importance and the value and the culture change versus organizations that are much, much further down that path where it's just, it's an assumption that their leadership is analytically driven because that's how the organization is driven. Okay. Well, I, I feel like, um, there's there's a follow-up question in terms of some of the challenges that you might face if you uh, kind of decentralize some of the uh, drive driving of data within an organization um, if it were to live in, in in different functions is there a challenge of kind of having us going back to governance and a single single version of data do you find that if it's decentralized that there's there's tend to be either more conflict or just, you know, because it's not being done in the same way that it creates uh, some friction versus uh, from being able to realize some of the value that data might drive. Definitely. I think it's a balancing act. And I think it's a, it's where data and analytics can be different from a leadership standpoint. So I agree on, on the data side, having consistency across the enterprise so that the data that as it's being utilized, it preserves that one version of the truth or, there's a system of records, so to speak, that can tie out to, to you know, the different functional uh, utilization of that data. That that's very important. And again, as the culture gets, if mature cultures where data is has already been positioned well, is utilized as an asset, is utilized cross-functionally, you know, analytics may be decentralized, but the data management of that, you know, that to fuel the analytics. You know that might be even more strongly centralized than it than it is for an organization that's just getting going, and and you know the data is not as big of a blocker as you know, or the enterprise usage of that data isn't isn't really the priority. It's just getting data utilization going in a particular function. So, for example, a you know a small middle market type retailer that's that uh, has grown quickly, 
you know, has growing, growing its, its stores quickly or its online presence quickly, but really hasn't tapped into data from a, to improve the customer experience, you know, their, their, their need to, or their strategic, you know, drive to improve the customer experience with data might be just focused in that function. And that might be fine. And I, I know of cases where that's the case. Uh, in, in a much larger company, it could be that the data management function is very centralized to the points that you, you know, to support the points that you made. But the analytics are just pervasive across the entire organization. There really is, doesn't need to be, you know, a, a central analytics function the way that there maybe had been for that same company five years earlier when there was a need to have more, uh, you know, more uh, kind of a more analytics function that was separate from the, the kinds of business rules that use that use analytics. So it's a, it's a it's an evolution for what makes sense for an organization based on where they're at from the maturity standpoint. Interesting. Yeah, it almost then becomes uh, almost embedded culturally that um, you're a data-driven cult. The culture is data-driven, um, and and that needs to be part of the way that the the, the daily business is run. Uh, very much similar to the way we look at customer experience, in that you know when we talk about becoming a customer-centric culture or a customer-centric organization, right? You have structures in place to help drive that early on, but as that as that behavior changes, the need for that centralized piece kind of may dissipate. You may still have some, you know, th there's still a um, kind of, I don't know, governing body, if you will, um, that might drive some of the broader points. But then because it's now been embedded kind of everywhere, that's just by default the way you operate. Yeah, that's a really good point. It, again, it's it's as the culture changes, as the mindset changes for how business processes work, whether it's leveraging stronger CX capabilities or stronger data capabilities, it just it's just becomes more of a given that each additional hire onto the team will bring those skills into whatever role you know they have. And so, you know, the it that that permeating nature of of just making decisions in more data driven ways or having the, the customer experience mindset kind of just woven into into all the work that's being done then yeah it, it's it's i wouldn't call it decentralized i would just call it cultural dna at that point excellent all right let's talk a little bit about in terms of capabilities and technology right um so in in terms of actually you know when we talk about analytics that can be encompassing of many different types of capabilities um you know you hear buzz terms like uh data science or uh, dashboarding or some of these, you know, kind of data related, um, uh, words help us break down and understand, you know, what are the different capabilities that you, that you have when you think about enterprise analytics and what, what are some of the core components from a technology standpoint that you need in order to deliver on those capabilities? Wow. That, that is a huge question. <laughs> it's the right question to be asking in that uh, I think understanding the landscape of both analytics and of the tools that get used at different levels of maturity or capability with, within that kind of range of analytics activities uh, matters and the evaluation of that matters. A lot of what we do at West Monroe really is helping your organizations with exactly that. It's understanding, you know, where they're at. So I'm going to dodge your question and talk about how we approach it here, which is, uh, you know, really to look at the the analytics needs of an organization, the data capabilities and needs of an organization, and 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 develop their well, what is the right approach from a platform standpoint, from a technology stack standpoint. So kind of the, the set of 
you know, tools and platforms that work together to develop or to, to uh, facilitate analytics for the organization. Uh, and then what are the right analytics methods? So, you know, in some organizations, just understanding customer behavior might be a, a, a very strong first year activity, understanding the customer journey. It might not get it all into forecasting how customers might respond to to actions ta- you know, taken for them, but just understanding how they beha- behaved historically, which you know, we're doing right now with a lot of the companies we work with. That is, you know, that the, the tools required there and the, the data required there is is at a certain level of kind of sophistication and depth. But then when you when you build upon that, maybe the ability to really steer customers toward journeys that are kind of most suited for them based on their behaviors or you know look, trying to retain customers by by enhancing their experience uh, with with the brand or with with the products and using data to help capture and and improve that those experiences you know then you get into a set of analytics capabilities that can be much you know much more advanced and the data that's being utilized might start bringing in third-party data or, or transactional data in, in real-time ways, which is a completely different set of capabilities from a, from a platform standpoint. So it's, of course, a wide range there. And again, I think what we at West Monroe do is to take a very you know, business-minded, strategic approach to what are the organization's capabilities today, what are their needs, both on the data and analytics front, and then how can we how can we help kind of bring them along on that on that trajectory, that analytics maturity, data as an asset trajectory to improve whatever their their business goals are. So if they're if they're you know in this context, if their business goals are to drive a deeper customer experience, to retain and you know and support their customers, there there is a path to follow there that you know will become increasingly sophisticated from an analytics and from a tool set standpoint. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, um, by no means was that uh, is that an easy question to answer in a very short amount of time? Um, and probably want to follow up on maybe some more of the specifics that, um, you know, depending on, like you said, depending on the goal or the nature of what you're trying to do, I would, uh, I agree that that shapes the, um, the capabilities and the, the type of, uh, technology that you might, uh, need. All right. Well, I will, uh, wrap up, uh, the conversation with this last question for you. Um, if you were to narrow down to maybe the, the top two or uh, three kind of challenges that organizations face when developing an enterprise analytics capability, you know, what have you seen uh, organizations really struggle with um, to, uh, to really have success in becoming a data-driven organization? Sure. I think, yeah, I think the number one is, uh, is, is driving alignment between the data and analytics activities and the business, the top level business strategy. That sounds easier said than done, uh, particularly because acquiring or investing in data and analytics capabilities seems like it requires strategic alignment just to make that investment in the first place. But I've seen many, many organizations that struggle with that alignment. So I think ensuring that, you know, the, the right leadership and, uh, and coordination is in place. Uh, one tool there is to, is to if if enterprise analytics capabilities and and that coordination is relatively new for an organization, then establishing an enterprise analytics council or some kind of leadership body that oversees the activities is it is can really help drive some of that alignment. 
but you know, in, enforcing the discipline within an analytics team that their work is connected to the top level strategic priorities for the business, that that's always something that can be done better. It's just, that's always a, it's a common pain point and it's an area that should be front and center on any, you know, analytics leader or, or new analytics function agenda. I think a second one is, uh, and this goes back to the data as an asset comment. Well, I think in order for you know, analytics activities within within an organization should always beget more analytics activities. <laughs> I mean, it's something that should continually build. And part part of the way of helping guarantee that happens is to really aim to measure the full value of analytics initiatives. So in like customer analytics, for example, if if, cust- if there's a customer segmentation project that's being done for the first time, utilizing data from different sources and behavioral data and third-party data to really understand how to view customers in distinct ways, developing a, you know developing an approach to to capture the value of that. So maybe it's the targeted messaging for particular segments can cause a lift in sales. It's an estimate, of course, but. You know, trying to attribute part of the lift in sales or the maybe operational efficiencies that come from targeting customers more effectively, capture some of the value from that and and record it and track it and then utilize that when the next round of initiatives come along. So I think really aiming to measure the full value, which is not only the financial value, the you know, the revenue increase or the expense reduction, but it's what is the, what is the increase in customer satisfaction? What is the increase in open rates on, on emails, those kinds of, those kinds of things. And, and, you know, recording, recording those performance measures for the analytics will be, help to get more analytics investments and hires. And, and all of these are just steps along the way toward increasing that data-driven culture that, that, you know, organizations that are listening to this would certainly be aspiring to do. Awesome. Well, I think we're going to leave it there for today. Um, Dan, really appreciate you joining us, uh, giving us kind of the the high-level intro to enterprise analytics. You could probably talk for hours about all the various uh, things that go into it. So I really appreciate you <laughs> yeah. stepping us through and uh, giving, giving us some things to think about. So thanks for joining. And uh, I think uh, um, we've got you coming up on another episode here around uh, data, uh, data-driven CX. So we look forward to having you join us again, and uh, thanks for the time today. Yeah, thanks, Mike. I look forward to it, too. All right. Everyone, thanks for joining us. Uh, I hope this was uh, informational, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Thank you.